Hey everyone, this is Austin Scher here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Michael Thomas of Night Swims. He has just shared an all-new album titled Idlewild, and I'm super excited to talk to him all about it. Michael, I want to sincerely thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm well, Austin. I'm well. Thank you for having me on. You're um, very welcome. Where yeah. are you? Where are you at in the world? Uh, I'm in my home studio in uh, San Diego. Oh, nice. That's my hometown. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Where about? Uh, I live over in South Park. Okay, cool. I'm like from like the uh, Rancho Bernardo Escondido area, kind of. Finest city in all of Southern California is what my bassist likes to say. He's from Escondido. I mean, maybe arguably the best food in California, <laughs> depending on your preferences, but... Yeah, I, 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 I have to admit, I don't I don't make the 40 minute drive to go uh, partake in the local cuisine. But, you know, maybe maybe you can convince me. I mean, if you're a Mexican food guy, you can pretty much get it anywhere. I'm I'm up here in Los Angeles right now and people go nuts over the food here. And I'm like, no, nah, you haven't been to San Diego. No, nah, you, you know, it's surprising because like uh, I moved out here about seven years ago from Chicago, okay. from Chicago. And, uh, you know, Chicago has always kind of been known as the food city of the Midwest kind of sure. thing. And don't get me wrong, it's amazing cuisine. When we came out here, it was a, we were having a rough time. It seemed like, you know, my, my wife likes to use like the review systems to figure out where to go. And everywhere had like five stars. And we slowly realized that, oh, it has five stars because it's cheap. Not because it's actually good. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. So it took a little bit to start finding our footing sure. as far as the cuisine is concerned. But I mean, honestly, San Diego has really emerged as far as that. It absolutely has. And listen, I could talk about food all day long, but I want to talk about this record. So yeah. let's yeah. get right into it, man. Um, I've been listening to it nonstop since it got sent my way, and it is seriously fantastic. It's totally the type of music that I listen to in my personal time. So I typically judge a little bit harder, but honestly, you've hit all the right chords here. First thing I really want to know about is what is it about? Like, what is, what does it represent for you? So thanks for, you know, listening. Of course. Uh, obviously, you know, I love hearing that. Um, Idlewild, it, it kind of was a collection of, stories from my life up until okay. this point you know I'd always kind of been less direct in lyrical content that I had written in the past with previous projects and things sure. of that nature this one became a bit more intimate and I think that has a lot to do with kind of how the music was coming about yeah. and how it made me feel it uh gave me a chance to really be comfortable with being as personal as I am on it um, it's, you know, it's, it's a very hopeful record, I feel, uh, yeah. but it also has a lot of kind of darkness to it. You know, um, it, uh, it's very much a reflection on sort of how I grew up, what I went through in, you know, my early life and kind of now on that precipice of coming out of all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be too vague, but, <laughs> sure. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely about love. It's, a, you know, like most songs, everyone, uh, a lot of the ones that I like, uh, have a lot of a lot to do with love. But I mean, it's about loss too, quite yeah. a bit, you know, right before I started writing this, um, my mom died. And so that was like, 
kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear and, that, but no, I no, imagine I, it influenced the writing as well. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of stripped me down a bit, you know, I mean, I always had this sort of dance around ego um, and what that means to the kind of the human experience. And when I was in my early twenties, you know, I kind of checked my ego and got over myself uh, because up sure. until that point, you know, like a lot of people, you yeah. know, you think that you know better and that you know the world, you know, more than the people before you. Um, but I checked it in probably a more self-destructive way. Um, and this was a way for me to kind of deal with that in a more positive way. You know, um, instead of, you know, the self-destructive nature that one can kind of, you know, find themselves falling into yeah. this was a way of like bringing me out of all that and um you know there's some there's some you know points in the record where it's pretty on the nose I sure. would say as far as what I'm talking about as far as you know what I've been through and then there's stuff that's definitely a bit more metaphorical and meant to be kind of taken less less deliberate and less um you know, it gives a chance for the listener to explore the songs, I feel, in a way that it can relate to them and sort of what they're going through. Sure. No, you always need to leave it up to interpretation. Make sure that people can relate and make those connections themselves, even though the story's out there for you. Yeah, because, I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, if you make a really personal record, a lot of times, you know, artists that I know that have done that, you, you kind of pigeonhole yourself a bit. And, totally. you know, uh, it gives less of an experience for the listener, which, you know, I mean, when writing music, I'm writing for myself, like Absolutely. that's first and foremost. But I mean, let's be real, just because I'm writing for myself uh, doesn't mean I don't want other people to listen to. Well, yeah, you're making music for you. Like even yeah. putting the message aside, just like instrumentally, like you're crafting the tone that you think fits best for the message, I would assume here. And it's just like, you want to, you want to make the music that you want to listen to. I would do the same. Yeah. And I mean, I had, um, you know, I had been in a lot of bands where it was like, all right, we're going to play this style of genre, you know, and, and I got over that. I was, you know, that's <laughs> sure. like, to be honest, that's never anything that I truly wanted to do. It was just kind of going with the flow. I guess it was like, yeah, this was the music that I want to listen to. Yep. you know and sonically you know that was where we went big with the production side yeah is night swim is just you uh no it's me my bassist dave savoyan um my drummer nathan atwood and our uh guitarist is tim powers nice. who he came he came on actually after the album was finished oh how, what do you mean like um so we uh up through the recording process, we had a couple different players come on as far as uh, guitarists are concerned. I wrote all the guitar parts, but they were performed by other people. And Tim gotcha. came on as kind of the permanent like live performance guy. And uh, hopefully in the future, we'll be able to kind of lend his abilities to the writing process. Very cool. I mean, even just like, yeah, the instrumentation is fantastic. And you and you keep the listener guessing, which is something that I really appreciate the most on this. Yeah, sure, it's it's rock, 
but rock is such a huge umbrella of sound mm-hmm. these days i almost don't even know what i would call it like if you had to put a label on it how would you sort of like what's like the elevator pitch for this record in terms of sound you know i've been uh prepping myself for this answer it used to be man i, I, but, I don't fucking know um but, but it, yeah that's, yeah, that's but the not, right answer too yeah, yeah but uh you know it, to to basically dumb it down for people it's it's space <laughs> it's space rock you know sure. i mean i i think that's kind of the easiest way to describe it you know i mean a lot of people like to say oh well it's alternative and to be honest i don't i don't really know what that means because i mean everything's alternative everything's not just like classic rock like that 70s 80s sound it's all different these days yeah and i you know whenever anybody says that word it's just like uh, it kind of I have to admit it gives me pause because look, I grew up in the nineties. Sure. I, when you hear, when you heard alternative rock, <laughs> the bands that you think with alternative rock aren't exactly the ones that I want to sound like. And <laughs> I understand, you know, that, that, so that's kind of a hard term for me to kind of grasp onto. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally I say it's space rock, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, there's a lot of space there. There's a lot of layers, you know, I, I feel like, for this record specifically i gave a lot of room in the songs for the instruments to breathe totally and that was important to me you know because like i i grew up listening to a lot of music where you know everything seemed very compressed you know and (laughs) very busy and like look don't get me wrong that's good for certain um states of mind but this was very much i wanted to take whomever's listening i wanted to give them a, a journey you know to to use that kind of cliche word i wanted to i know, understand man yeah i wanted to provide that for them. The, the album experience i feel is being lost nowadays we're we're in this world of streaming where it's mm-hmm. okay it's friday here's one new single okay we'll see you in a month okay here's another single see you next month but the actual cohesive album listening experience where you lose yourself in music feels like a lost art. And that's what I really enjoyed about this so much is like you hit the play button at the beginning and nothing around you matters. Like you're fully immersed in the music and the spaciness of it kind of makes you travel as a person. I don't know if that sounds weird or crazy, but you really do lose yourself in it. Um, I mean, I have to say like, seriously, that's the utmost compliment because that was what my aim was it was to you nailed it i'm serious man thank you like it was to create a completely cohesive piece of art yeah from front to back and to like look i get why people write singles i i i mean i get it it's you know it we're in this interesting phase with you know streaming where it feels like we're back in the 50s where it's like everybody's just looking to get that radio play and to get get that get that song out there and then the rest of the album doesn't really matter at the Mm -hmm. end of it and you know it's nothing against any bands that are doing that look you do you for me it's like i want the whole album to matter i you know i I want and and whilst i you know there's some moments on the album where it's like okay that's that's a hooky song that could probably be like a single should we say it's also like when i listen to it too i'm like yeah it could be a single but i kind of cut like 40 seconds out of the song 
you know, and I get it, man. Yeah. You're allowed. It's not that you're not allowed to have a single sounding song. Like, I mean, even in the age of playlists where it's like, I don't really feel like I don't have 40 minutes or whatever to listen to a full album. I'm just going to listen to select songs and listen to the best songs. I'm going to put them on a mood playlist or something like that. Sure. You could pull a few, but I think, yeah, I mean, this, this record specifically does give you the option to really dive in and experience the whole thing. I think it goes both ways, but you're not writing in mind for like, okay, so this radio station wants this, so I'm mm-hmm. going to make this. And again, it goes back to you spending the time and the money and the patience and putting the effort into doing what you want to do, and you're doing it. So that gives you all the freedom in the world. Yeah, and I, I definitely, you know, right now I'm in that particular phase of, of Night Swim's career, sure. which is that I have all the freedom in the world, you know, yeah. and that's something that's very important to me to keep going forward no matter if we're successful or not is to make exactly the type of music that i want to make and to you know not really think about okay we've released an album in three months we got to release a single so we can stay in the minds of everybody or you know stay on the radar it's like no i want this album to be out there for people to listen to it, to spend time with it, come back to it. And by the time we're ready to release another piece of music, I'm ready to release that piece of music. Can't you rush know? art. I fully no. agree, man. No. I, I, yeah, there's not really much else to say except like if you rush it and there's a label behind you telling you, okay, we need it by next week or you're out of here, then it just, you, you come up with things that shouldn't be out there and and, i don't know it compromises your musicianship i feel yeah and it's also forgotten like i mean you know that that that's like a thing for me it's like i have a hard time um absorbing a lot of the music out there nowadays and i i've you know i've had this kind of argument with myself well am i just getting older am i kind of out of touch and i've realized that no it's i know good music i i've always had a good palette for it yeah and most of the shit that comes out for me anyway is very forgettable it's you know it'll hit those kind of dopamine chords right yeah you know right when it comes out and it'll hit all those like kind of notes that your brain functions with and it's like okay this is pleasant but then sure. when you're done with it it's like you forget what you listen to immediately yeah and you know I lack I, substance I, yeah, it lacks substance. And I, like, I feel bad, you know, I partially feel bad because it's like, all right, I feel like I'm shitting on other people's art. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, no, like that, that, that's okay. Because for me, like, I didn't grow up religious. Sure. Music was that kind of thing that I revered. Totally. And so it's like, it's precious to me. It's sacred to me. And I don't really take kindly to people to be honest, kind of fucking with that. Like, totally. Yeah, no, making... you're entitled to your opinions. You can say yeah. whatever you want. Which, Obviously, by the way, am I yeah. allowed to curse here? I apologize. Yeah, there's no I have, rules. Yeah, you I have can a say bit whatever of a, you want. I have a bit of a mouth at times. It's, so it's all apologies. good. And don't apologize. Yeah, I, I, w- I would feel weird telling you not to say what you want. There's yeah. no, yeah. Uh, yeah, you are fully entitled to your opinions and it, it goes back to the, you know, taking the it's it's not a slight against the person who made the music rather just what they put out like they could be a yeah. great person but you know what 
you just don't vibe with it. And that's at the end of the day, there's always going to be something new coming out. So yeah, that's the nice thing, right? Is right. Uh, every, every I mean, day. everybody's always waiting for something new. So if it yeah. sucks, you know, the next day something good will come out. Exactly. And, uh, and I mean, there's a ton of great music that's yeah. coming out. Of course. Um, and I think music is, is in a really exciting place where it's, you know, people that before, you know, streaming became widely accessible and before the internet, you know, there was some great voices out there that never went heard, mostly because you know, they didn't fit the mold. Sure. And now it gives a chance for people to really explore. And, you know, I think it's exciting and I'm really excited about where music could be in, in, in the future based off of like, when I was growing up, you know, when I wanted to learn about the older artists, it was reading liner notes of albums. Sure. You know, it was yeah. like seeing seeing who they were thanking and then looking up that person and then kind of going back from there. Um, now it's, you know, you have relatively the same thing, which is, you know, you look up an artist on Spotify, it tells you what fans also like of that artist. Yeah, you know? kind of just takes the guesswork out. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of like go down those rabbit holes. And I mean, I, I like to think that I had a pretty well manicured idea and history of music but I mean I love finding new bands that came out 70 years ago that I had never even heard of yeah it's yeah. wild yeah and that's and that's what's exciting to see kind of that influence on like newer generations of musicians I I get it um are you guys playing shows or is that anything yeah. that's yeah. in in the near works yeah, yeah. So we've been uh, playing since July, you know, we started during the pandemic. So sure. we kind of began, like, I, I took about 10 months and wrote this album. Wow. Um, okay. So I structured everything, orchestrated all the parts. And then during that time started putting the pieces together slowly, uh, as far as the players are concerned, and did a lot of rehearsing. And then started playing live in july of 21 okay that was that was our first show we've been playing pretty steadily since um you know two sometimes three shows a month right now um mostly in the southern california area Sweet. um but now we're starting to branch out you know we've been we kind of did the club circuit in san diego which can be you know it's it's a smaller scene totally. so there's not a ton of places to play um so we found ourselves already playing like the same club three or four times and it's like all right i want to i want to branch out i want to get this music out there so we played la our first time playing la a couple weeks ago congrats on that where'd you play uh harvard and stone okay it sounds familiar yeah yeah it's um i want to say it's in yeah it's in little armenia area okay yeah 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 yeah, it's a it's a great spot. It's got totally. a ton of really cool history to it. Um, even though it's still a newer venue, a lot of bands that I I grew up loving and listening to uh, have played there pretty frequently. Very and the cool. guy who used to manage it is the drummer for the band called the Warlocks. Oh, nice. I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. Okay. He he doesn't manage it anymore. Uh, it's under new management. Um, gotcha. Actually, the guy that manages it now is in this LA band called Night Jacket. That also um, sounds familiar. There's, yeah. there's so many bands, man. Yeah, there's so many bands, and so many bands with with the name Knight in front of them too. Also is what I'm true. Um, but um, so yeah, we played our first show there. We got a few more coming up in LA. Um, uh, 
some of them are not completely concrete, but they're going to be. Cool. Um, and then right now we're in talks with a uh, booking company that's putting together a string of dates for us in Northern California. Very cool. So we're going to do the whole Bay Area. The, we're looking at that midsummer. And then right now, I mean, honestly, it's, it's funny uh, how this works out, but our music's really starting to hit in the UK and Europe. Just, um, just streaming wise, you mean? Streaming like, wise, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so that's cool. You know, I mean, I grew up being highly influenced by a lot of English bands. Totally. I, I think that you can definitely hear that in the music. Sure. So it's not surprising to me. I guess I kind of always figured, okay, yeah, UK will maybe dig this. You know, we're may or maybe we're too melancholy even for them. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it's like that at all. But uh, so we're kind of looking at that too. Like, I mean, we want to tour the states, but I keep joking with the guys. I'm like, we're gonna end up playing London before New York. You know like, what? There's nothing wrong with that. Take a that, little trip out there. I'm totally cool with that. But also, you know, Absolutely. I'm my my home base prior to here was Chicago. So okay. I definitely want to get back to the Midwest, do that circuit and try and, get, try and get an East coast thing going. Basically our aim over this next year, over this next year is to get about three mini tours, put okay. in, like one doing the Northern California and Southern California circuit, and then get one for the Midwest and then one for the East coast. Awesome. Uh, kind of <laughs> just push the record, you know? I mean, that's, that's the goal. It doesn't need to be the, album follow up in the month here's a single yeah. just like live it let it breathe let it do it let it do its thing um i've got a couple more questions for you at this mm -hmm. point i cannot believe we're in the middle of march but i'm still considering it the beginning of the year and you've and you've kind of touched upon what i'm going to ask but what are some other i guess musical goals that you'd like to hit by the end of this year i think you know, yeah, obviously I touched on the touring part. Sure. I think, you know, my biggest goal is to bring the album to life live mm -hmm. in a way that is not just commendable, but does it justice. You know, I, there's a yep. lot, there's a lot in this album that, you know, it's difficult to pull off live. Sure. And so like, Honestly, my my end goal by the end of this year is I want to be playing a show where I have the full orchestra behind me. That would be amazing. You know, I want to I want to get the horn sections on there. I want to get the string players up there. And that that to me would be that would be a year a year's end that I'd be satisfied with. And then, I love that. That's the goal right there. Yeah. And I mean, of course, you know, I want to get us on some bigger dates. Like sure. I, want get, I want us to be in a position where we can succeed further and yeah. hopefully get it, get into some sort of supporting tour act. Um, you know, I would love to open up for some, you know, more mainstream artists, of course. You know, a bit, bit more second tier, third tier bands right. and our second tier or first tier bands. Sure. And, you know, that I think is very tangible. You know, I think if I'm giving sort of any congratulatory effect to my music, I think that it has a wide audience to it. I, I think agree. It, I think it can reach a lot of people. Um, you know, we've seen, a, you know, we've seen a lot of like playback coming from like the 25 to 35 year old crowd, but then we've gotten a lot of like kids that are looking for something different. 
Totally. Um, and that's been kind of cool to see because I was one of those kids. You know, I, I wanted something different that wasn't what was being played on the radio. And then also like, I mean, maybe my dad's just being nice, but my dad's age group, he's like playing it for all of his friends, super proud of his son. And they're all that's digging it. So it's like, you know, I'm seeing like more older crowd getting into it, which, which I, I love. You know, I love, I love hearing that because it's like, you know, it's, it, I think it resembles a lot of some of what they grew up on, you know, like, and at the same time, it still is contemporary and it still feels fresh to like these newer generations. I fully agree. Um, all right, Michael, I've got one more question for you at this point. And, mm -hmm. and before I ask, I just want to thank you so much for your in-depth answers. This has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah, man. Um, basically, the question is for the person that is going to discover you guys from this and for the person that is going to listen to your music for the first time, what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them? Man, that's a... That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, I would say go into it with no expectations. Yes. I think that's a great answer. You can't be let down if you, if you have an expectation. Yeah. And I, I, and I think like, if you go into, if you go into anything with no expectations, a lot of times you'll come out very pleased. And I think whether whether or not one song grabs you the way that you like to be grabbed wait for the next one because it's it's it it flows in a way that it kind of hits a lot of genres in a lot of areas that i think when you know as you mentioned thinking about albums as a full piece of art totally. i i think that will draw you into wanting to re-listen to what maybe you might have glanced over I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a perfect place to wrap up. I wanna I wanna obviously plug your music one more time. The band is called Night Swims. The album is called Idle Wild. And we'll have links so everyone can listen and follow along and share with their friends. But at this point, I'm personally invested. I can't wait to hopefully see you guys at a show in LA. But I also hope you hit London by the end of this year. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Well, um, I'll make I'll make sure I reach out to you and let you know when uh, please, when we're playing please. in LA. Please you know, do. Well. Um, Michael, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I truly hope to speak soon. Thanks, Austin. I appreciate it. You're very you. welcome. Take care, man. You too. Bye bye.